Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. We're here every week breaking down the Vikings. We've been doing it all off season, and now we finally got to uh, do it with uh, some kind of game time action. It's kind of. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, startribune.com. Uh, Mark, what did you think? What what did you think of that uh, Vikings Raiders game this past? Well, just yesterday, uh, they lost 26-20, but uh, I don't think anybody cares about that. What did you think overall? What were your thoughts on the Vikings' first preseason game under the new regime of KOC and the game? Well, I mean, it's whenever you don't have like uh, any of your star offensive players and all of your star defensive players are not playing, um, you know, you just it's hard to judge. Like, you know, it kind of started out offensively. The first three series was kind of like, you know, deja vu when the Vikings aren't doing well as far as, uh, you know, didn't score in the red zone. Uh, there was a, a stunt that Jesse Davis missed that led to a sack that. Uh, there was a penalty at the five-yard line uh, that moved them back. Defensively, they gave up a long drive. But, you know, you're looking at it's it's back, it's mostly backups that are playing, except for the you know, starting offensive line played. Right. Um, but I think there was I think there was a lot of there was a lot of good things that came out of this game. There's some, you know, we'll talk about him later on. But Kellen Mond, I thought, yeah, I overall I, I was impressed with how, you know how he did. Obviously, there's still some some parts of his game where. You know, he's still a, a puppy running into the wall and peeing on the carpet, but he is did some really good things uh, as well. So overall, you know, I thought I thought it was a good start for him. You know, it's uh, they're playing a team that was playing their second preseason game, so that's also factored in there. But there's a lot to like uh, for a first preseason game, I think. So Kellen needs a pee pad by the door so he won't pee on the carpet. Okay, we'll have to mark that down. Mark um, that down. Okay, uh, well, let's let's start with the defense. We'll talk about the QBs in the next segment, but uh, I'll start with the defense. I you know, the first thing that jumped out at me watching the game was Lewis Seen. He's everything that they said he was coming in, and as far as I'm concerned, he's fast. He he reads well. He gets up there and sticks his nose in there. He made made some made a lot of tackles early on, and uh, just got in place. You know whether he got the tackle or not. I just it, I saw him in run support, and and I didn't really. You know, I don't recall how he did, you know, uh, defending the pass, but I liked what I saw from him as a hard hitting safety right out of the gate. Any thoughts on Lewis Seen? Well, yeah, I mean, I've said all along that he's he's the starter. I, you know, he hasn't moved ahead of of Bynum, you know, yet. But he's he's sharing more and more time. That's just a matter of time. He, he'll he to me he will be the starter on week one. So, uh, and he looks the part. He's a he's he he's a Number he's a number one draft pick. Um, Bynum is is a good player, uh, but I think the uh, the football gods gave Lewis Seen a little more, you know, size, speed, uh, first round abilities, uh, talent uh, as far as just natural God given ability. So uh, he's a he's a real good player. The the second guy that I like I like, but uh, he's gonna have to learn how to like like all cornerbacks when they come into the league. He's going to have to learn how to play in the in the league, as are a lot of guys around the league. As you watch these preseason games, Andrew Booth, a lot of flat, Andrew Booth, a lot of flags being thrown. He got two penalties on, on one play, uh, uh, a pass interference and a face mask. So uh, that was a ton of yardage in one play there. I still like the guy's swagger. I still think he'll he'll end up being a starter. He might have to work, 
work for it and, and, and not make, you know, he's got to be cleaner in the next two preseason games. But yeah, I think but he'll was, end up being a starter. I was disappointed in anybody and not disappointed in that. I'm, I'm ready to, to send him down the road. I, I You know, I, I was pretty pumped on him coming in and I wanted to see how he would do. He got a lot of buzz in the early going as training camp. You know, there's videos, those illegal videos of, uh, of uh, him defending Justin Jefferson and picking off Kirk Cousins. So there was a lot of buzz about him coming in. And, and so that, that's what always happens. You know, the guy that everybody's talking about, you know, all of a sudden doesn't, for what reason or another, doesn't have the best game. But uh, yeah, yeah, two penalties on one play. The Vikings actually had three illegal contact penalties, which is the referee's new emphasis or whatever for, for the preseason. But uh, yeah, uh, also, uh, um, Asamoah really, really jumped out to me. He's, uh, I don't know if it's the number or whatever, but he just seems like, you know, it's like a big safety, you know, okay. He's very active as a linebacker. Um, he did a lot of good things. I thought uh, Troy die, you know, is becoming more and more of a, you know, you hope not to use him. It's sort of like a backup quarterback. You want a good one, but you know, you hope not to use him because you hope Kendricks is going to be starting right. and be help and be a, you know, stay the whole year. Uh, but Troy die does some good things when he's in there and, um, you know, like him, um, Armand Watts kind of up and down. I think he run stopper, you know, there were some, some glitches there. I think that that's kind of been one of his bugaboos is, is being able to stop the run. Um, you know, uh, I thought Harrison Phillips in his limited amount of time, uh, looked good. Uh, four, you know, sacks, four sacks in the game by the defense, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, quarterback uh hits. yeah. So they, some of those backups, some of those guys that are, you know, you're going to need more than just three guys on that front. So you some some guys stepped up. Uh, the one sack, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, 70, 79. But, uh, you know, they need depth there. And there's some guys that showed a little bit. You know, granted, they're playing against who knows what they're playing against, but they're also not frontline players themselves. So uh, overall, I thought there was uh, some good things. You know, you'd love to see uh, the, the two starting outside linebackers we're not going to I'm guessing we're not going to see them until week one um they, they're going to make this defense you know uh either this this defense is gonna you know kind of be dictated by how those two guys play and uh, and everything's going to feed off of that uh it's got funny like whenever they had that one drive that was took the entire first te- quarter uh that that Vegas had, I, I thought, you know, somewhere Zim's sitting there going, yeah, see, this is what happens whenever you're playing all backups, you know, and every, everyone's out, you know, it's because Zimmer had that for quite a bit of his time the last two yeah. years was dealing with backup linebackers and not having his pass rushers and being down to, you know, nothing at corner. So, you know, so that's kind of what Zim had to deal with. You can't really, uh, I mean, that's what we always have to, the caveat you always have to bring to this is, they're second. They're playing against second line players, and we might put that on the ticker. But how many times we're going to say that during the podcast? But by the same token, these dudes are going to be called upon to play. Just ask Mike Zimmer. You know, at, at some time during the season, guys get hurt, and those guys got to step up. And if they can't, if they can't perform well against other second line people, that I suppose that's when you say, well, you know, they're not they're not going to do any better against even first line players. So. And I, it's always got to wonder how you measure that, you know, how, how much you should take from this when they're playing backups. Yeah. And I, I would, I know we're going to talk about it later on, but um, the offensive line, that first, uh, first unit did not impress me, you know, so 
Um, obviously, there's they got the tackles are fine, um, but it, they didn't. I thought the I thought the second line looked better, and um, I know that granted they're playing a lower level when, when they came in, but um, I, I liked how the second line played. And uh, but defensively, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's hard to judge because you're not dealing with the real defense. Uh, but I liked uh, I liked some of the stuff that uh, that happened. Mark, you made the point of uh, we probably won't even see the linebackers until the regular season. Is that such a great idea, even though I, I kind of agree with you, is that such a great idea when your first game out of the gate is is against the Packers, your chief rival in the NFC North division, the game's at home, you want to get, you know, do you, do you not, do you want to save them uh, getting the rust off in the first, second quarter of that first big game of the year? Don't, don't you think that we should see a little bit out of them sometime in the preseason? No, I mean, not with what they're, not with what they're dealing with and coming back and, I just, you know, these two these two practices that they'll have with the 49ers, granted it's not tackling, it's not full go to the ground, but uh, they get a lot out of these two when these teams come together and practice because the intensity level is much higher and, and what they're seeing is, is uh, you know, it gets to be in training camp when they're going against the, the offense every day, uh, they kind of see the same things over and over and over. Well, they, they come together, there's a lot of pride, there's – uh, they go as hard as they can without tackling. Uh, I think you get a, a good look at them whenever they're playing in that uh, in that setting. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just more and more it's just get to that regular season healthy. You know, the Browns lost their – not saying they shouldn't have started the guy because they, they it's a center that's replacing Treader. Um, but, you know, they lost their guy for a knee, knee injury for the season. So uh, set the starting center. So – you know, the more you play in these games, the higher the risk is. And there's just certain guys like Dalvin Cook shouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him out right. there. I wouldn't put. I uh, probably wouldn't put Jefferson out there. I mean, if you don't put these guys out there, do you put Kirk out there? So, right. Um, it's more and more just about getting day one completely healthy. Well, Kirk's going to get long. He's got. He's going to have long COVID, so we may never see him all year. I have no idea. I'm just. Just BSing, but uh, yeah, got to give Kirk some grief about COVID. Um, what did you think of the? I guess you talked about it a little bit. What did you think of the defensive line? Did, are you're okay with that? What what you saw from those guys um, in this game? Yeah, I thought the the backups. Uh, you know, there's some backups that looked that stood out. Um, Tomlinson, I thought looked okay. You know, Armand Watts was up and down. Um, I, I think that they're they're going to be good enough. They just they they is there are they deep enough? Is there going to be a rotation? Um, and obviously, whenever you're going to be down to two of them, whenever you go to the nickel packages, which you're going to see a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if uh, if you I don't know if you've seen clips of the uh, Jordan Davis, the guy that I that I had him penciled in the draft. Yeah, uh, in Philadelphia, there was a, I mean, it looked like it was like the footage was doctored. He was going against the center that that. Looked like he was about uh, about your size, Joe, and uh, it was amazing. He just pushed the guy back. But I mean, you know, if you had like a, a force like that, it'd be great. But uh, I think they have enough to get by as long as they got that pat those pass rushers coming. And um, you're going to also, and also they're gonna, and the defense is going to be moving those pass rushers inside sometimes and moving guys around. So uh, I think it was good enough, and I, I thought that some of the backups showed a little bit. 
Garrett, Garrett Bradbury is going to see old Jordan Davis in week two. And that, that might not be pretty in uh, with, uh, yeah, with prime prime time Monday nights. Oh man. That, and, and that's what you, I'm sure you will be chirping all over Twitter about, Oh yeah, I should have had him, you know? And if, then if Lewis scene makes a mistake, boy, you'll be all over. Oh yeah. Crazy, yeah. Huh? yeah. Hindsight. Yeah. We always win, I guess. Joe. So, uh, that's true. Well, you mentioned the 49ers. They do have that coming up this week, which is probably pretty good. I, uh, uh, God, where was I uh, re- heard recently? Uh, um, Jared Allen talking about, I might even have mentioned on the podcast that, you know, when they had the, when they had the, uh, those joint practices back in the day, they would always get together with the other team and say, okay, we're going to start a fight, not hurt each other, but just make a fight and, and mix it up so that they end practices. So these practices would end early. It was like their, that was their plan going in. And Jared, Jared well, was the biggest instigator about it. No, no, Jared wasn't the biggest. Brock Lesnar was the biggest instigator. Uh, whenever you had a WWE guy trying to make your team as a defensive tackle, and you have the the inner squads. I mean, that was that was worth. Uh, that, that might those might have been the most entertaining few days we've in the whole time I've been in twenty years. I've been watching the Vikings uh, was just to see the chaos of of Brock Lesnar. You know, like picking up guys and throwing them over his shoulder, and then everyone piling in. And, right. Yeah, there was a couple times where uh, yeah, it was it was a free for all, and it was it was fun. It's uh, at that, but it was planned. It was planned. Uh, well, probably with Brock Lesnar. I, I'm, I'm guessing wrestling's a little planned. You know, they're probably uh, choreographed a little bit. That's a good point. He probably said, "Ah, oh, let me, let me get this going." You're probably right. Um, but who, who do they got next week, week in preseason? I don't even know. I mean, it, you know, it's well, the 49ers. Uh, it, it, the 49ers come here and practice for a couple of days, and then they pra- they play on Saturdays. So. They do. Wow. Well, then you can. Then you can tick them off during the week and have them really take it out on you live on uh, during the game on Saturday. Well, I mean, there's there's not a more um, – it's kind of a good – although I, who knows how much you're going to see of them. But they are one of the most physical teams in the league. I mean, right. just you know, the way they run the ball and the way that uh, – you know, Zimmer always thought that they held on every play. I mean, then they played them – was it last year? Uh, when they played them, uh, you know, Zimmer was – Kind of after the fact, hold every play. They can't call it every play, right? Uh, and that's when uh, uh, the uh, the tight end came out and was basically like, yeah, uh, you know, sour grapes and George so, Kittle. Yeah, so he, you know, I love that guy and uh, very outspoken. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good, you know, I don't, and obviously their backups are are brought in with that in mind. So it's a good uh, it's a good team, I think, to play in the preseason to kind of get your. And also to practice against. Do you think uh, they will, pre- uh, since since they do meet them during the week in practice, that they're going to throw some first liners out there come Saturday, the Vikings? Uh, you know, if, if that's the game to do it, if if you're going to put some guy more guys right. out there, that's the game to do it. I just, I think they have to be, and they will be, really careful with some of these guys, like Especially, Patrick yeah. Peterson. Patrick Peterson. I mean, he, he doesn't need to be out there. Uh, Harrison Smith doesn't need to be out there. I don't think I wouldn't put the linebackers out there. Um, so, you know, I, I think these guys are talented enough and they are savvy enough and they're certainly experienced enough that, you know, they don't need to, to be put in harm's way, especially if you're practicing 
against the 49ers, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot. This would be well, if you're going to camp, if you're going to training camp, these would be the two days that I'd recommend to go to. It's probably the two most popular days. Like the night practice is nothing. It's that they had mon- a couple Mondays ago. Right. But you know, to me, this is uh, be a, it's a fun time to go watch them. The whole, the whole goal is to keep you awake during up in the press box so that you can write about it afterwards, right? I know it's a six o'clock start, so I'll yeah, be yeah, <laughs> bedtime. Yeah, well, you know, Mark, he's getting up there. He's he probably gets a rest too because uh, you know he gets a, a veteran day off. So we'll, we'll give him day. a break right now, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about those quarterbacks and how they played in this game. So come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins was home this week with uh, the COVID. He got the COVID, as they say, and uh, um, he probably wouldn't have played anyway, but he would have made the trip and uh, held the clipboard for Sean Mannion, who does that for him throughout the season. And so we knew we were going to get a hefty dose of uh, Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond at quarterback. And I think everybody, you know, it, it made it interesting for me to see, you know, you, you need to get a look at these guys. Kirk's a starter, you know, no brainer. It's going to happen. Uh, and it really falls off from there. And the Vikings desperately need someone to step up uh, and grab that second position. And I'm not sure that we saw that person in the visage of, uh, Sean Mannion, who who started the game with the, with the first starting offensive line, and and as you pointed out in the last segment, just uh, didn't do much those first two se- uh, series. What did you think from from Sean? Anything more than what you saw from him against the Packers last year? My goodness. Yeah, I mean this this is why I think that they want Kellen Mond to step up and be the number two guy because Sean Mannion's ceiling is here. I mean it's down here. That's all you're really going to get with Sean Mannion. Whereas Kellen Mond, you know, the ceiling is much higher. And you're um, worried about if Kirk is healthy or not, huh? If he has, if he gets the COVID, if he gets, if he can um, stay healthy, come on. It's just so it, it, oh yeah, there you go. Get the tracker going. Okay, I, go ahead. After after being after being shut out last week. That's right. Um, so like I, the first three series, you know, he comes out in uh, his third and six. There's a pressure, and he, you know. Same old stuff, kind of throws it, unloads it short of the sticks. Uh, then there was a, they missed a stunt. Jesse Davis missed a stunt. There's a sack. And then they get in the red zone and he doesn't, you know, there's no spark. Um, Kellen Mond, obviously, when he got in the red zone right before halftime, it was a disaster. I mean, he, he should have thrown, I mean, that, what happened on that play is what is, is the problem with, with Kellen Mond at this right, point. Right, right. I mean, he I, just, I had, had you in my ear forever telling yeah. me about Kellen Mond, and then I said, oh, my God, there it is. <laughs> You're just like the, – the first the first pull the trigger moment was the – I think it was um, Kane, uh, Wong Wu, uh, in the flat on the right, and it's, it's kind of a – it's just a quick throw, and then yeah. running back probably scores. But I think uh, Mond said something about he thought the, the corners – he didn't like where the corner was positioned. They could have jumped it and taken off with. Well, after that, then it, and it, things break down, and he's scrambling. And there's another couple moments, you know, split seconds where you're like, "Okay, let it go, let it go, let it go," and he's still got the ball in his hand. That is kind of all of what we see about Kellen Mond. It's just like, does he have the ability to think quick enough to play in the NFL? 
And then whenever he, he played more and he got some rhythm going, um, he hits a fourth and five, uh, a, a deep out route to Dan uh, Chisina. And, you know, that's a great throw. That's, that's, yep. uh, that's his ability. It's arm, and it's also it was an accurate throw, which accuracy has also been a problem for him in addition to holding the ball too long and thinking too much. But that was a good boom, boom. You know, he, he, he did it. Uh, and then when he's in the um, – the, the read that he makes and and the throw that he made to Wilson, um, well, for both touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you just saw some. You know, this is why they want him desperately to be the number two, uh, to prove that that because let's face it, if Kirk goes down, they're in, they're kind of in bad shape either way. But Kinda. with Mannion, with Mannion, uh, I think you get the hope of okay, he's a veteran guy that's been around. But the thing about Mannion is, it's not like you're talking about he has been around a while, quite a while, but he's only played probably 11 games, I think. Right. Uh, so you're not talking about a whole lot of experience. So to me, I, I would go with I would probably just go with Mond as your second team guy. He'll he'll probably start the 49ers game if Kirk doesn't. Um, and you're going to see more and more of him. And you know, let's develop him because you're not really developing Sean Manny. You're just paying right. him a a fee to be there just in case Kirk uh, gets hurt. Sean Mannion's got the guy, guy, you, can, you know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins loves him. He's his buddy. It's like, I, I swear he must've been his only friend last year, the way he talks about him keep, and wanting to keep him around, but he's probably got the guy who can read defenses and uh, knows what to do or what the situation is. He just doesn't have the body that can cash those checks. Where on the other hand, you got Kellen Mond, who can't read the defenses and doesn't know what the check he wants to write, but his body could do it if, if he did, because I mean, when he sprinted out and got out of that, uh, uh, that, that, I don't know if it was a blitz or not, but they were rushing him and he moved out of the pocket and, and then ran over. It was, it was, you know, the guy in the air said, I guess Paul Allen said Fran Tarkington, like, but to see somebody with moves like that, some legs like that, it's the first time we've had, that around here, and I don't remember when, when we had a, had a quarterback that could actually was a little bit fleet of foot. Maybe Dante Culpepper's the last guy that could move back there. But, you know, he sprinted out to the right. You're like, guy's going to do something. He's looking downfield, and then he just airmails it over at a wide-open guy in the, in the end zone. It's like, good Lord. Uh, so, he, so together they might make a good quarterback, but you can't do that. And I guess my, my question for you is because you went from, from Manning to Mond really quickly and you got to remember, we need to fill a segment here, Mark, but <laughs> uh, I, I don't blame you because I think, you know, you make a great point that they, they want him to be this guy. Um, nobody liked what they saw from Manning. What do they do with this guy? I mean, did, do they just have to keep him around because Kirk really likes him and really no. much, and wants him to hold his bloody uh, uh, clipboard for him. Uh, I, I mean, you can't do, you can't give up a roster spot like that. Can you? Well, they're, 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 they're player friendly and they're all collaborators and they're all kumbaya, yeah, but they're not going to let Kirk cousins pick the backup quarterback because he likes him or whatever. He might like him because he's no threat. There's right. zero threat Absolutely. Um, not that Mond would be a threat immediately, but a Mond would be a threat, you know, for maybe Kirk getting a, another big contract here. Um, at some point, you're going to have to split from Kirk, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And to me, it's, you know, looking at it from 
you know, can't, when you develop Mon, what are you going to get? You're going to get, a, if, if he, if he can show signs like he did, like he did the other night, I, I didn't know if he was capable of some of those good plays the other night because didn't see it in the preseason last year. Didn't see it in practice last year. Did, you know, didn't see it this year in practice. Um, you know, and he, he got COVID last year about this time. And I, apparently it was a little stronger for him than, than, than the sniffles and stuff like maybe mm. Kirk's had, but you know, I say he lost 10 pounds, whatever. Um, but, you know, you get more when you develop him. So, I, you know, and they got the – now you have a staff that's – they're in the honeymoon phase. They're offensive guys. They're, you know, they they work better with the quarterbacks. They're not – their jobs are not on the line. So you're in a better position for this guy to develop in this preseason and in practice going forward um, to be in a position where if Kirk gets hurt, then this guy, you know, put him out there and uh, you can do more with the, you know, with his ability to, to move around. Uh, he just, you know, I, I was never like a, a Mannion guy. I just, I just looked at the practice and said, I, you need to see something out of this guy to, that tells you he knows what the hell he's doing. Right. Right? Or any, any kind of like semblance of what he's doing. And I put that on, you know, it wasn't perfect by any stretch, but you know, that, this is, you're seeing the guy, you know, learn how to, to play the position at this level. He got better as and, the game went on. Yeah, he he, got, he certainly got better as the game went on. So I thought there was a lot to like about how he how he played. And if you know KOC is a quarterback developer, I'm not going to call him a whisperer or anything like that. But they they say that's what he's he's been a quarterback's coach in the past, and he's been a quarterback. Uh, he should be able to. I mean, you know. I, I think you're exactly right that, I mean, if, if Kirk goes down, they're screwed either way. So it doesn't matter. Why wouldn't you uh, uh, try to develop and get who has potential uh, uh, potential to grow, potential upside, whereas Mannion, you got what you got, and he's going he's gonna to win you as many games as maybe Mond would for, for different reasons because he can't, he's not, he, you know. So I would say you've got to let him go maybe – uh, you know, keep looking at the waiver wire if somebody else gets cut and backfield behind Mon. But what what's you know, it, you absolutely have to try to develop him. If he's got this spark, he's got the athletic ability, he doesn't have the reactions or the visions maybe yet, but that's gonna come with to to it it has the potential to come with experience and playing time. He didn't get it last year, and like everybody said, this is kind of his rookie year. So maybe if he can grow that much from one quarter to the next, I would throw him in on on next Saturday against the Niners and just see if he swings. Oh well, yeah, you know, sure, sure. He's going to play a lot this the preseason, um, you know. And uh, now your guy Wyatt Davis, he missed us. He missed a stunt in the second half where Mannion came guy. back in. He's not my You're guy. He's from OSU. He's your guy, and, Clevelander. And. Wyatt got Sean Mannion almost killed. So, uh, you know, maybe Mons, you know, slides, sidesteps that guy. Who knows? But uh, how's the guy, uh, yeah, how's the guy who, who, who almost won the dang uh, 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 trophy for the best uh, lineman in the country? I think he did. Get on the damn field. What the heck? He was trying you. Come on. Maybe it's just, you know more of the Spielman uh, uh, second third day uh, jinxes. I mean, I, he, he didn't he didn't hit uh, too many home runs with those uh, 
some of those offensive linemen. But, uh, you know, that's not to say he won't, you know, right now he's not, probably not getting a whole lot of attention or, or action or whatever. So uh, he could still be a good player somewhere else, but it, you know, there's no room for him on this team. Well, the long list of failed uh, uh, linemen draft picks on this team is just growing all the time. And uh, thankfully, hopefully, maybe uh, one of them, one of the linemen they drafted is going to to uh, work out. At, it seems as though Ed, Ed Ingram had a nice game at right guard on Sunday. Did you see him? Did you see much from him that you liked? Or Because I know you've been t- saying from day one, and far be it from me to bring up peop, you know, comments from the past, like you like to do about me with Wyatt Davis. But you said Jesse Davis is starting, and then Jesse Davis wow. gave up a sack, and then now we got Ed Ingram, who's just looking looking much better against twos and threes, maybe. Well, I said it was you know Jesse Davis's position to lose, and um, probably didn't give Ed, Ed Ingram the the credit he deserves. I mean, he's a second round pick. He, to me, I I thought that. Because uh, they were starting on last Wednesday, they started to move him in with the first team a little bit. First time we'd seen it all throughout all the practices. Uh, and then based on the way that that second line played, in, in particular Ed, um, Ed's going to get more time, I think, with that first unit. Ed, Ed looks – he looked powerful. He looked – you know, he uh, – I'm not an offensive line guru, but he just seemed like he played lower. He played with power. and. Um, you know, Jesse Davis seemed like he played a little more standing up. And I don't know. Uh, to me, that's not to say Jesse won't win the, won't win the job, but I think there's more there's more of a competition now than what I ever believed in those first two or three weeks of camp. Why were you uh, and I think the offensive line yesterday? I I didn't I didn't see that the, the, the first unit do anything really special. I mean. Those the, those series, uh, nothing real special. There, there was a pressure. There was a. Um, I'm not saying that. Like, I mean, your tackles are fine. You're, I mean, yeah. Darisaw is going to be, you know, uh, a Pro Bowl player. Could it be an All Pro player? Um, you know, O'Neill is one of the best right tackles in the game, and he's a leader. And there's no problem there. Which is, you know, the irony of Rick being of Spielman being gone is that you, know, you have two bookend tackles that are. Are young guys, uh, and Cleveland is you know no we don't talk about Cleveland, which is a good thing because that means he's he's not. When you stay out of the the, the words of people on podcasts and writing columns <laughs> and stuff like that, as an offensive lineman, you're doing you're doing your job. Uh, and in the center, we've talked about it, you know, up and down. Um, I, I don't just don't see him as a starting caliber center, and you may have to get by with it. But, uh, you know, Schlotman, I thought, played well in the second unit. So do you, you know, it's, it's a hard trigger to pull if you're, say, Austin Schlotman, who's probably only started, I don't know, I think he's only had like 500 snaps at center or something like that yeah. or as a backup, and he hasn't you know, played the position a whole lot. But, you know, that's there's that center position, I, you know, I wouldn't just say, hey, Bradbury's the guy and we'll, we'll live with it. I would be looking at these other guys. I think they should start uh, uh, Kellen Mond against Philadelphia in game two and just let him run around and let Davis chase, chase him around. So Kirk doesn't get killed because Jesse Davis or not Jesse Davis, uh, 
Jordan Davis is going to roll over Garrett Bradbury like who knows what and put uh, put Kirk back in the COVID protocol. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that, that seems like that, that's the biggest problem going in right there in the center of your line. I mean, I, I'm, I'm heartened that maybe Ingram can figure it out. Hopefully he progresses fast enough and, and, and he makes it tough on, on Jesse Davis at, you know, that that's a good thing. I think maybe Cleveland will continue to improve because he's still a young player that hasn't had a huge amount of reps, certainly at that position. And he got the two tackles. So it's going to be up the middle where it's going to be tough. So like I said, just let, Give Kellum get put in a, a run and shoot offense and put Kellum back there and let him run around for and see and see what Philly does with that. That's what they should have done with Joe Webb when they went to Green Bay that right. one year. They did it for the first, you know, uh, uh, Musgrave did it for the first series, and then after right. that, it was and like you know, run Joe, run Joe, run Joe left, run Joe. I always thought that that's how Ponder, that's a Ponder should they, they should have finished out Ponder's career with just basically a like a single wing and just, you know, ponder left, ponder right, and try to get something because he couldn't he couldn't advance the ball throwing it. So, uh, yeah, there's things you can do. And uh, if Kirk's not available, Kellen Mond is not a not a guy you'd want to, you know, see running a whole lot. He's not, you know, the risk of injury for that. But to me, he can move around. He can move the pocket. He can do things like that. I'm being somewhat facetious, but you know the honest thing behind it is: it possible that if uh, Mon continues to progress, and we see even more of what we already saw next week, and and gives the coaches confidence that they could put in some packages for him, you know, that just to switch things up and you know pull Kirk off the first series and let Mon go out there and just, you know. Uh, you know, what's not run and shoot, but what's, what's the other thing that they, they, that was the, the offense that was involved. Well, the, the wildcat, but he's not, wildcat, thank you. Thank you. But he's not, you no, know, he's, he's, he's uh, elusive. He's not, he's not a running quarterback. I don't, I don't no. see a running quarterback, you know, but he's, he, he's uh, got some legs. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's certain, certain guys like, you know, Lamar Jackson and guys that not that he, compared to Lamar Jackson, but there's certain guys that are running just runners. And I don't I mean, although Kellen has quickness and can move around, I just don't see him as a guy that you would uh, say, okay, we're going to, you know, he's not, not like the, the, he's not like the backup in uh, New Orleans, like that guy that would just run over, just take the ball and run over Vikings <laughs> on there. Uh, oh yeah. What the hell? That, that, that guy was a, yeah, he was a beast. He was a, a, a really physical player as a quarterback. Yeah. Well, that's a buzzkill, Mark. I mean, come on. There's my Mike Kellen Mon Mon dreams. I'm I'm not a Mondat for for sure, but boy, I'd sure like to see him develop and at least develop into a, a a reliable backup that they could count on. And then you start drafting somebody else behind him and develop him. I mean, I think you have to if, uh at this position. Um, just to keep keep backfilling and keep trying, even if you know they don't all work out. Uh, this one could very easily not work out. But I, I'm done with Sean Mannion. I was done a year ago, maybe before that. I, I I don't know. I don't think you can let him take up a roster spot. I think you know. I mean, there's what they, someone says. Blake Bortles is sitting out there. You know, get him to. You know, there's a who 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 actually knows the Rams' offense. So you know, not that that that's what they're running here, but. 
I don't know. That's what I would do. I would bring in somebody like that. But uh, well, and the the practice squad rules are so relaxed now from from the COVID era that I think he could be a practice. You know, I, I don't know that anybody would practice squad. So, but you never know. I mean, if someone gets wiped out, and you start looking at hey, who who's who's played any kind of time, and you know he'd, he'd be attracted to someone. But do veterans uh, have know, limits on the practice squad that they they can't? Uh, there are so I think it's a free for all now. I, I don't have all the rules in front of me now, but there's 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 been guys. I mean, Adrian Peterson was on the practice squad for, in Tennessee. Uh, oh, was he for for a week or two or whatever it was? So yeah, if if, uh, if a guy playing his three hundredth year uh, first ballot Hall of Famer can uh, be on a practice squad, I think Sean Mannion could be on there. So. <laughs> that's true. I guess if that's the case. Yeah, I could see that. I, you know, I'm not sure he'd want to be, and he could still uh, be Kirk's buddy. Hey, but, you, you know, you know, he may, he may not want to be, but if there's no other options, I, I, I take, uh, you take what they throw you. Right. Uh, the practice squad. Gosh, well, you know, thank God Mark's not on the practice squad. We got him here, and we got him for another segment. So let's take another break on the Vikings territory breakdown, and come on back, and we'll do it some more. Welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, there were some other bright spots for the Vikings uh, in the game on Sunday, at least for me. It was, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook wasn't in the game, of course, and you don't want him in there. But uh, all of a sudden, that old running back uh, unit looks pretty deep. I mean, you got Alexander Madison rushed the ball three times for minimal yards, and and then they gave way to Kane Nwangwu and Ty Chandler. And you had remarked early on that you thought Ty Chandler had a had a opportunity to become Mr. Mankato. You thought he was having a good camp, and I think he showed it on Sunday night. He was he ran five times for fifty yards, plus he had a fifty-six yard kickoff return. And I don't know if he caught the ball or not. I didn't. I can't remember that or not. But uh, Nwangwu uh, was seven for forty-one. And I think he t- caught one or maybe two passes, but they both got some nice, you know, break breakaway speed and and speed through the line and a little wiggle to them that you know they were talking about on the air. Uh, Chandler's got this lower center of gravity; he's got really good balance. So you know, he came ran into the line and then bounced out. It's like you got you got to wrap that dude up to tackle. He's not that big, five eleven, but he's like over two hundred pounds, so he's he's got some meat to him, but. Uh, um, I really enjoyed watching him. What did you What did you see there, and what What did you like? Well, last week was kind of a fun, like a like a in a nutshell, the the life of a of a running back uh, in the NFL. It's like uh, in the circle of life, and how that circle of life can be. Uh, Thursday, I think it was Dalvin Cook's twenty eighth birthday, twenty seven, I think twenty seven, twenty eight. But and I I made a joke. I'm like this. And someone, I think the Vikings sent out happy birthday to Dalvin Cook. And I said, is it really a happy birthday for a running back in the NFL? It's like, <laughs> you, probably don't, you probably don't sell, you don't celebrate running uh, birthdays when you're in the NFL and you're a running back. Right. Not that Dalvin, not that Dalvin's done, but I mean, my goodness, this is the deepest, you know, people will say the, the, they've got a lot of good receivers, but to me, um, you know, the depth at running back is phenomenal the point where you know there's four guys that and also you know throw in uh, CJ Ham five guys that 
should have a little spot in the in the offense somehow. I mean, right. Ty Chandler, I think Ty Chandler. Uh, so let's see if he can return punts because uh, you know Kane is a great kick returner. We didn't see him in that role. Um, we saw uh, Smith Marset, which was unimpressive. I thought as a returner, right. both punt and kick. Um, and you know Chandler as a running, you know as a as a kick returner. That's when he had that one. They had him stopped and inside the twenty, I believe, and he bounces out. Um, he he showed all the things. You know, last year looking at Kane in practice, Kane looked uh, you know smooth and Kane looked faster, which I think he is faster. Uh, but you're like, wow, that guy can. You know, that's a guy that can really play. And then and running backs typically, if they can play, you can see it like immediately. It's like they're the learning is nothing. They come into the NFL and except for pass protection. Um, but when it comes to being a runner, you know, uh, they have it or they don't. And this guy has it. And, you know, if they can teach him to catch the ball, I, I don't know how, I don't know what kind of, you know, you don't see a lot of action in the, in practice with him catching the ball or pass protection, but he can do those two things well enough. Uh, <laughs> you know, he and Kane, um, deserve a spot somewhere. I mean, and I think that's that, you know, Dalvin doesn't need to carry the ball 300 times or mm-hmm. 200, even 250 times, or, you know, Dalvin is probably at his best when he's, you know, it's a little more limited where he could just explode and Dalvin's still a better player than these other guys, but these other guys can, can fill in the gaps enough to make Dalvin a better player. Um, and I, you know, I think you're seeing the future of the, of the position. People are saying, well, trade this guy, get rid of this guy, do that. You know, uh, you got an analytics guy running the show. As those birthdays start adding up, he's gonna he's not gonna want to be paying Dalvin Cook a bunch of money mm. um, going forward. He's, uh, you know, Madison's gonna be coming up for a contract, I think, next year. Suddenly, hey, you know, Madison could be moving on uh, and just stay young and cheap at that position and, and talented. So. Um, Wouldn't you want to move him? You know, there was a lot of talk after the game, at, you know, or during the game. Move, move, uh, move Ma- Madison for for uh, backup quarterback or a center. You know, which would never happen. No one ever make that trade. But uh, move him, move him sooner, since you you've got the the future coming up behind him. They're both on you know real rookie contracts. Out, you know, why would you know? Because Madison, he's he's good, but you see a heck of a lot more flash and dash from these other two. You know, yeah, I, that's going to be a hard trigger to pull because then you're, you're talking about, you know, one's a rookie and one's uh, in his second year who only carried the ball, didn't see a whole lot of time on offense. So Madison is your experienced guy. Madison probably does a lot of things that we're not, you know, people aren't paying attention to as far as pass protection and right, different things right. like that. Uh, but it's, you definitely are operating from a, a position of, you know, strength when it comes to what, what you want to do with these running backs. And um, they were impressive. And uh, I thought the offense. How do you, the offense, Mark? How do you well, I don't think you do. I don't yeah. think you do. I think you, you keep, you you're keeping running backs. Well, you're, you're keeping the, 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 the fullback. And uh, I think they've kept five in the past. I don't have it in yeah. front of me, but um, when you got it, yeah, you don't let, you don't let Chandler go. Certainly. You don't let Kane go, obviously, and the you other two. Put them on the practice squad because they'll get got. You know, right. right. There. I, it, yeah, there's there's a spot for him. It, it, you know, Kane's a, a returner, and you know, I, I would like to see 
Uh, Chandler returned punts. Uh, you know, they, they haven't had a quality punt returner since Marcus Shirell's left. So um, why not take a look at him there? Do you, do you see – I mean, we, we heard coming in uh, that uh, passing to running backs is going to be part of this offense. I think we heard that. And um, Dalvin Cook can catch the ball, and when he gets out in space, he can move. Um, he's better than AP was, but you know he's not the, the greatest uh, receiving running back in, in, in the world. But do you see a lot of it happen? Do you see, you know, I know they're not going to install everything in front of the media and the fans at training camp. But do you see, do you see them throwing the ball to the their backs quite a bit in practice, and and uh, all those guys are pretty adroit at doing it or not? What What do you think? Well, yeah, you see a lot of you know standard throws to the back where everyone's covered and it's a it's a release check down type deal. But I think you're going to see Dalvin get you know put in positions that he probably wasn't last year as far as you know, being in the slot and, and look, looking at some mismatches that way. Um, you know, Dalvin might not be the best receiving, but he's, he's good enough. I mean, yeah. uh, he can take the ball. And I mean, Adrian, um, you know, in his 15th year or whatever, you know, we are still talking about, people were still talking about, well, Adrian's going to become more of the uh, pass catcher, stuff like that. So, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get excited by that. I mean, you, you know, get the guys out in the flat and let them move because uh, both uh, uh, Kenny and uh, uh, Chandler both made people miss, you know, when, when they got out amongst them. And, you know, even going through the line, they I, I saw a stat. I don't know if it was PFF or not, but it had, they uh, made a number of players miss, miss tackles. So that was nice to see, and it, it's, uh, it's great fun. I'd, I, I'd hope to see that part of their offense to continue. I mean, it's like, that's where it all started with Chuck Foreman and Fran Tarkenton and, and uh, Jerry, Jerry Burns who created the West coast offense thrown to those backs for, for passes that, but uh, they don't get credit for it, but what the hell. Um, what did you think, see from the right wide receiving core? I saw that uh, Amir Marset Smith Marset got got a lot of touches doing the kick returns and and catching a few balls or having a few balls go his way. Uh, BC Johnson didn't have that many opportunities that many targets. Uh, then you got Albert Wilson who got the two touchdowns. So those are about probably the three standouts of you know this second tier of of receivers who are all battling for positions on this team. Did you did you see anything you liked, didn't like, or what did you think? I thought Wilson looked um, looked better than he has the times I've watched him in practice. There was one practice that it, it ended with the second team defense winning the situation period because uh, uh, Sean Mannion hit Albert between the two and five and he dropped it in the end zone. Um, but, you know, he, the slant that he had, I think that was him, uh, you know, where Mond hit him, you know, that, that's a good, that's a good, you know, Right. Good read by Mon. It's a quick decision by Mon, but it's also it's a catch that's you know he's got to make that catch. Um, the other catch was a, a nice throw, obviously a great catch, um, or you know a good catch in that corner. Uh, and it, but you know it's hard to kind of look at him. You know KJ Osborne obviously is their number three. Yep. Their fourth guy would be Smith Marset, I, I suppose. Yeah, but they're probably going to keep two more. I, I think they would keep six. Uh, so who are those? Uh, well, actually, three, four, or four, five, six. I mean, the, Naylor, the, 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 
jockeying, jockeying for a position there. Yeah. So I, you know, Naylor, I mean, that's don't really see a whole lot from him, but he dropped um, Ponton. He did pick it yeah. up. So. Yeah, and then uh, what did Smith Marset had two punt returns for? I think so. Both yeah. of them lost yardage. Uh, I think he had yeah, three for fifty-one yards. He had three of them. He was uh, got several punt returns, but uh, um, yeah, it's 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 hard to see what's going to happen there. I, uh, you know, regard you mentioned that touchdown, the first touchdown to to Albert Wilson on the slant. It was a good read, but. I thought I kind of felt there and I felt elsewhere that Kellen Mann was, was doing a little tunnel vision with his, you know, he, he knew who he's going to right out of the gate. And, you know, um, he, he says, this one's going to be open. I'm going to find him and throw it because it went right away. But and there's two ways of looking at that. Maybe he did see, I have no idea if he, if he, if he looked away and then came back to him. But uh, I thought, I thought there was a little bit of tunnel vision with him and, and, uh, in fact, that's what a lot of people criticized Sean Mannion for, and shouldn't have it at the hit this point in this league. But he's, uh, like you said, he hasn't started much. Anyway, I digress. Back to the quarterbacks. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about special teams, such as it was. You know, we had Greg Joseph, who's 100% for the preseason mark, two for two field goals. They were chip shots, there you go. Really tiny. But I tell you, it really. It's really difficult to play the Raiders and watch Daniel Carlson making long kicks like there's like he's going to do it. He missed. He missed a PAT though. Oh. Did he miss one? I I, I guess. Yes, he, he missed one. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I guess it's preseason. He's rusty. You know? I just. It's. You know. Someone brought up the thing. He's the first guy ever in the history of the NFL to be the special teams player of the week four times in a row. You know, it, it, last year, so oh, it's tough. But what are you going to do? You can't, uh, you can't go backwards on that, can you? Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just want to add that to the another pebble on the Minnesota kicker pile? Uh, you can, you can. That's, I guess, that's what it's for. You know, he, you know, he's got to be digging it. He's, he, yeah. So, notice he had the long hair he's sticking out of the back of his helmet, so he's. He's feeling it out there in, in Las Vegas, you know. He just uh, got the uh, 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 the Kenny G look going. Maybe not that long. But anyway, so so what do you see happening next week? Do you see the Vikings getting outmanned and out physical by a, a, a very tough team in the 49ers? Do you see uh, more just preseason football, which I know you love, whereas you know it, it doesn't really matter. You got to find you got to find small individual performances, and not you can't really grade them as a team, and unless they get unless they get uh, moved off the field by a, a much tougher team. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to judge when you don't know who's going to play. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, they're, they're going to be sitting a lot That's of good. You get be sitting, big bucks, Mark. Come they're going to be sitting good players that uh, are, are would make a difference if it was a regular season game. Uh, but as far as like looking for things like, you know, going back to the special teams, it's some of the coverage, you know, they gave up punt returns of 26, 16, 17 yards. I mean, mm-hmm. the coverage needs to be a lot better than what it was. Um, it's gotta be crisper. You know, that's where you're, you know, you're, you're trying to find the, uh, uh, the Josh Metellus of the world and, uh, uh, Chazina of the world, those guys that are, you know, they make the team because of special teams. Yeah. And uh, uh, the coverage unit needs to be a lot better 
Uh, well, you know, the, the other punter is uh, he averages like 58 yards, 58 and a half yards, and his net is higher than that because, you know, your, your, part, your, not, your return guys aren't going as well. Uh, and then your cover guys need work. Uh, so, yeah, I thought special teams, you know, other than, you know, like the long return by Chandler and um, it needs work. And so, it, you know, those are the kind of areas you can look at and say, okay, this is like lo- looking at a, like a regular season game because that there's uh, a lot of those, those guys that are going to be doing it in the regular season or doing it in the preseason. And it's, it's live, it's full go that which you can't, you don't see in practice. Yeah. So those are the kind of areas you look at it's, as far as like who's going to win or lose. I mean, it, doesn't really who matter. Cares? It's just who you're, you're looking for, you know, you're, you're looking for just trying to see like who's growing. And, and I thought Kellen Mond showed me things that I hadn't seen. And since he was drafted, so, um, you know, it's not perfect. Uh, there's people I'm sure that were, you know, someone tweeted something about the wall. You take a look at the, um, the all 22 and that he should have done this. He should have done. Well, come on. You can uh, do that with Kirk too. <laughs> Yeah, this is a guy that's learning the league. He's, it's a preseason game, and he made progress. And, he, and the longer he played, he got into a rhythm. So I thought there was a lot to a lot to like about how he played. Yeah, uh, and the other thing you want to get out of a preseason game is come out of come out of it healthy, staying healthy. That's two, and there's no tracker. I even put it in the intro copy, which is three, so it should be three and oh me. But I'm just saying. The Vikings did have one slight injury. You mentioned Dan Chisney or however you say his name. He he tweaked some leg injury that he, he was dealing with early on. But other than that, it was uh, it came out of it pretty good. So that's good. That's that's what you want. No, Even when I want Joe with three and Mark Craig with zero, that's right. Uh, well, we've, we've bored him. He's asleep. <laughs> on that note, then we're going to have to – mosey on until next week we'll uh we'll be back next week to uh to go through the vikings 49ers uh preseason game and if stuff happens at practice and if there's any fights mark can give us a blow by blow of that that uh, you know what he sees there but uh mark thanks uh mike thanks kinda in the background uh uh thanks folks for tuning in and until next week uh uh say hey and we'll see you next week and Thanks to y'all. Skull.